Humor Consumers to the Life Happens Laugh Anyway podcast. I'm comedian Tracy DeGraff. And I'm Catherine, co-host and bestie. Welcome back to part two, Catherine. Yeah. Of episode number 159, The Curious Case of Natalia Grace mm-hmm. and Natalia Speaks. Docu-series that you can find just about anywhere. I think sometimes you might have to pay for it, but it's worth it. <laughs> Buy it. <laughs> it's, it's a doozy. Uh, it's not a super long series. Multiple episodes, but not super long. You could binge it on a nice snowy weekend if you wanted to. Yeah. Uh, we, If you haven't heard part one, if you're jumping into our podcast and just hearing my voice now for the first time, we did a part one, which was episode 158. Go back and listen to that. Um, uh, spoiler Act- alert. Actually, it's 159. Oh, oh well, aren't we going to do, aren't these going to be two episodes? So, yeah, so, so this would be 160. Oh, okay. So this is episode 160. Okay, there we go. So the first part one is 159. So this episode then will be episode 160. But the point is we have two different mm-hmm. episodes because there's too much to say about this weird case. Too much to say in such little time. Yeah, and I was about to say a spoiler alert. If you have not watched these docu-series on some sort of streaming platform, you may want to do that before you listen to us. Or just listen to us, and it's you got to see it to believe it anyway. We were just talking about that. We were, yeah. <laughs> how these people are so weird. You can't even imagine how weird. You have to go back and look at them. Yeah, I, I didn't, when I first heard about it, I didn't think that I was going to watch it because I got to, you know, I, those two gals that we listened to on the dock, yeah. I thought I got a good enough description Idea. there. But Wow. <laughs> And once you start watching, watch a couple episodes and you just tell us if you don't get sucked in like the vortex, little whirlpool thing in the bottom of the drain. Now you're in it. Yeah. Um, I did want to say a quick shout out and thank you to our sponsors. We have sponsors for the Life Happens Laugh Anyway podcast. And we've just um, gained a few new ones. Yeah. Thank you to Vicky, who has come on board. And Janine is still on board the choo-choo train. She mm-hmm. has she has a, a good friend of ours who actually lives down the street and goes to church with us. And she didn't want to continue with the recurring billing, but she wanted to just support us with a one-time gift. Mm-hmm. And so she has made her one-time gift. And maybe she'll make it again like this time next year, wink, wink. <laughs> I don't know. But thank you yeah. to everyone who, who supports us because it does cost money for us to bring this content to you, to whoever's listening. And so it's on on the backs of others, people. <laughs> That's what's happening. And Catherine, tell our listeners if they like to support our podcast, how can they do that? Yeah, you could go to tracydegraff.com or you could go straight to Patreon and put in Life Happens Laugh Anyway. Mm-hmm. And it'll take you right to it. It's very easy. I, if I can do it, you all can do it. <laughs> trust me. Um, and also, if you get Tracy's emails, you can then click on the icons that are on there or the, you know, mm-hmm. the field for that. And you can sign up that way as well. Yeah, we try to make it super easy for everybody of every comfort level. And for your $5 a month, you just get our hearty thanks. <laughs> you get our gratitude. And we're working on bringing video and maybe early releases and all of that. We need we need like a producer and an editor and some training. But we're doing the best we can. And I, I, guess, I think we're doing pretty good. Guess what? We have over 17,000 downloads. I know. Those people aren't just... getting that time back. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's pretty good. Shh, okay. All right. Well, let's let's jump back into this weird, the weirdness of this whole thing. Give a little quick synopsis of where we left off, and then let's jump into where we're going. All right. So, um, as you pointed out, this is the story of Natalia Grace uh, Barnett, 
and she has dwarfism. She was adopted from the Ukraine um, at officially and biologically, um, like about, I don't know, she was really young, but when she was adopted into the Barnett family, she was really six years old. And the whole debate throughout this thing was how old is she really? Because the Barnett's claimed that she was older than what she really was. They got her, eventually got her legally changed to 22 so that they can be rid of her yes. uh, because she was a financial um, expense and also because she didn't fit the um, the profile or whatever it was that the mom, Christine, wanted her to fit into to make her into this genius because they, they really did have a genius son. And Christine, the mom, tried to claim that she made him that way. <laughs> you could and, not make this up. You couldn't yeah. pull it out of your hat. Like, here's a fiction story for you. Right. It's that weird. Right. So once they get her age, aged up to 22, they take her to um, uh, an apartment in the area in which they lived, which was a nice uh, community and um, called Westfield, Indiana. And uh, anyway, eventually she gets kicked out of that. We explained that in our other episode. And the lease is up. They can't renew it. Um, and so then they find her an apartment in Lafayette, Indiana. And this is in the worst part of Lafayette. It's a bad area. It's a two-story yeah. building. And um, not only does she have the dwarfism, but she also has another layer of disability, I, dysplasia, something yeah. or, or other. It's a unique type of dwarfism that requires a lot of extra stuff like surgeries and such. And special shoes and right. things like that. And anyway, so um, they drop her off. Um, we find out at some point the electricity hadn't been on for three months. And Michael um, is the adoptive dad. He, this is... Uh, evidence in like some communication between Michael and his by now maybe ex-wife not sure they end up getting divorced yeah but his other half exactly and he says you didn't tell me you that you know we weren't paying the bills on the on the electricity she's been out and now people are investigating this and um, some authorities have been called because there's neighbors that are concerned and he's he's beginning to really freak out because this looks bad I think by then too he he did receive a call from the detective Davenport yeah and so um, and Michael is very conscientious of his image he doesn't want to be a bad guy or look like a bad guy right and he's obviously he's blaming this is the insanity of it he is blaming Christine mm -hmm. for not paying the electric bill mm -hmm. of their adoptive daughter, who they claim is 22, but who's really eight. Exactly. <laughs> okay, so I want everybody just to picture a first or second grade student, right? Mm -hmm. you, if you've had kids, you know, that have been that age, imagine your child when they were eight. Their teeth are starting to fall out and their backpacks are bigger than them, mm -hmm. you know. And now imagine that that person also, on top of being eight or nine, whatever, that they also have dwarfism. Yeah. So now they're they're they have all these limitations physically, mm -hmm. and they're not mature enough to know what they're supposed to do to live. And now you've put them in an apartment in a bad area of a of a city, 
and dropped her off yeah, with nothing. Nobody. They didn't even help her bring in the groceries. And these idiots think that they, the the fact that they didn't pay the light bill or whatever mm-hmm. is what's going to out them. Like, that's the bad part. Like, that's the audacity of Michael Barnett. Right. He's like, it's your fault, Christine. Yeah. You didn't pay the light bill. But but then you stack up all these other things and normal sane people like us right. <laughs> look at that and go, what's wrong with you? And Christine goes on to say, too, she's like, well, whatever. She's evil. So, oh, <laughs> so she's evil. This is justified. She's evil. So uh, what does it matter is basically that, you know, the, the brush off that she's kind of giving. These people are a piece of work. Yeah, absolutely. They're a piece of something. Um, yes. Yesterday, when we were discussing this, just like we were riding around yesterday, it was hair day yesterday. And by the way, our hairs, our hairs I look know. great. Yes. Catherine and I uh, go to see my niece where we get our hair done. And it's an She's hour awesome. drive, but it's worth it. It is. And we just make it hair day. We make it an outing. It is. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, Boy, did I need it? It yesterday. was so fun. Yeah. But anyway, as we're driving and we're talking, we were talking about this case, of course. Mm-hmm. And I just started to go over chronologically all the different entities of people who had failed. Natalia. Yeah. I mean, Natalia, and the reason this uh, is sparked up in me is because you said that Christine said she's evil. Well, guess what? We're all evil. We're all fallen. We're all broken. We're all a mess. So she's not perfect. And what do you expect? This right. This poor girl's been handed around like a used toy. Exactly. You go back to she's born in Ukraine in a hospital, whatever. Her doctor, The doctor says to the mom, you can't take care of her. Mm-hmm. Give her to an orphanage. They abuse her there. They find, you know, family from the very beginning of yeah. her birth. She right. didn't have anything to do with all right. that. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Exactly right. Rant over. <laughs> Go ahead. Continue. Uh, so I want to point out before yes. I forget, and because it's glaring at me on my little notes. So we are now at the apartment in, in the story in Lafayette. Yes. And they interview uh, a couple neighbors. One of them is the Kenya, which I mentioned in our previous the girl episode. With the, with the piercing? Yeah, I like yeah. her. Okay? Yeah, I do too. I know she has nine cats <laughs> and, I don't know, three or five dogs, something like that. I like her and too. She's got kids, spunk. Maybe? I don't remember now, I don't know, but yes. But she's. I, I like her. She seems on the ball and she seems like, hey, you're not going to mess with me and such and such. Anyway, but they also interview, and I could see why the producers put this in. You have to see it to believe it. This guy named Eddie Remy. He's there without a shirt. He's backed up against the wall. And he's like, yeah, I've been in prison. But I know a bad I learned, thing. I learned my lesson. Yeah. I know a bad thing, you know. And I, I, I think it's pretty rotten that they do this. And he, here's a criminal. And if you saw him and his belly button, did you see his belly button? I didn't really focus on it, but I saw him. I don't know how you couldn't see it. I- Oh, yeah. Wait. Yeah. It, it was looked an, like it had a, been herniated. Yeah. Well, like it was bulging it like out. His it looked penis like a... was in the wrong spot. That's what it looked like. <laughs> so bad. Well, it was like a bulgy, herniated navel. Yes. Ugh. So, you know, you can't. he can't have all his marbles there either. I mean, this is how he allows himself to be interviewed. Right. So, But he's saying, yeah, those people are crazy. <laughs> Oh my gosh. And you know what? He's probably right. I mean, I don't know what his deal is or what landed him in jail or whatever. Mm -hmm. But yeah, these people are crazy. And for them to justify their behavior time and time again, as if we're all going to believe it just because they believe it. Yes. That's nuts. Uh, It is nuts. No, you're an abuser. 
you're an abuser of this life. Right. And we <laughs> talked about Michael believing his own lies. Yes. He's constantly. So there's these different interviews of him. One's in 2019. And at first, you're kind of like, oh, wow. The adoption agency had a closed case. Wow. You know, yeah. like, I, yeah. I was believing it. Yeah. And, but then... <laughs> see his interview in I think it's like 2022 or something and he is even more theatrical and I mean at one point what does he say he says something oh he uses words like I bore witness to and I mean who talks like that but that's only a small glimpse there's something wrong with him yeah 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 right when he when he acted out he he claimed on TV, mm-hmm. and he knew he was being recorded. Obviously, he well, was he even part- says you're going to want to point the camera down. Exactly, <laughs> he's he's about to explain to yep. the camera crew and the producers and stuff of the show mm-hmm. what he witnessed, and he witnessed his wife beat yes. their adopted daughter. He well, witnessed this when in 2019. He doesn't say any of that. Yeah. Okay. So so he's about to show and demonstrate how it happened. And mm-hmm. so he tells the camera person, you're going to have to get down on the floor because I'm going to show you. And you he know. gets real theatrical right oh, yeah. before that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he, he composes himself. Like, <laughs> it's going to take breath. a lot out of me. <laughs> yeah. I just, I just. And then yeah. this grown man starts to wail on the floor. And you know he hurt himself he when did. he did that. I was going to say, did you see how he was like, Ow. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Afterward, he goes, Ow. He's wincing. <laughs> I'm like, you are such an idiot. If you think that that makes Christine look bad, that makes you look 10 times worse. Because you didn't get on the phone and call 911. Oh, yeah. The fact that, and, and oh, he's yeah. all like, I didn't do it. I just saw it. Yeah. You idiot. No kidding. What is wrong with you? I, if I were his lawyers, I would not take his case. And, and they ended up winning. Spoiler alert. I don't, yeah, they I did. Mean, that's a miracle right there. But we'll explain how that's that happened. That's a miscarriage of justice is what it is. And yeah. the fact that they let him go on there and blah, blah, blah. They're just going to want more work. They're going to have more work, those lawyers. You mm-hmm. know, although I don't know if they they may have said to him, you should not do this docuseries. But guess what? You think you're going to shut that man up? Oh, I doubt right. it. Right. Plus, there, yeah, they were paid. Like, there's money involved. Yeah. Anyway. Well, and there was definitely a gag order. Like, Natalia couldn't speak at all until after. It was over. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. I don't know what the whole... Well, the, okay, so you all uh, have to go back and watch this so that you can see Michael Barnett beating on the floor for real. <laughs> And again, I can't help but think, this is a successful man with a successful business. He's the owner of some business. We don't know what it is. And yet he's so stupid. I mean, so what? another thing that he did that was so dumb was one of his defense things was that Christine is the bad guy, not him. So he says, Christine said about Lafayette, that particular area of Lafayette, she said, this is him saying this in court, uh, well, Christine wanted her to be in, Natalia to be in this area because it's white trash and they won't. Yeah, people won't, won't care. They won't care. They, they'll witness her. Big yeah. mistake. <laughs> people it care. ticked off not only his own lawyers, but the whole community. Right. And The I, jurors. <laughs> the jurors. I love what this Kenya says later. She's the neighbor that was next door to Natalia in Lafayette and she says I would just love it if she were prosecuted and found guilty in Lafayette in the very town that she called white trash 
you know. It's it's insanity. But, and then while they're interviewing uh, different ones there in Lafayette, they mm-hmm. can hear guns going off. Yes. And you can yes. hear it on the video. Yeah. And, the, and they hear one and they go, oh, whoa, what was that? Oop. And yep. then there's another one. Like, oh, we like, better yeah, get out of here. We better wrap it up. <laughs> Yeah. And by the way, Lafayette is not a horrible town. No, it's very nice, actually. Catherine and I have been there many times. Oh, yeah. We've done a lot of ministry there. Mm-hmm. Fantastic. Yeah, we. But I love Lafayette. There's, you know, but shady there's... areas of every city. So there's yeah. a shady area. Yeah, okay. I find that. They come from Chicago. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah. All right, what else? Well, okay, so now... Um, Here's the biggest thing, and I don't recall if we mentioned this in our previous episode, part yeah. one. Well, let's say it again anyway. Let's just... Even if we did. <laughs> yes. Okay, so the court, or rather the jury, is not allowed... The judge has said, we're not going to bring into the matter about Natalia's real age. Even though they aged her at um, 22 at her birth date being 1989 which would mean and and the defense team knew this because it was revealed to them in preparation for the case that would mean the biological mom would have been 10 years old yeah because she was born in 79 they knew this and they the judge for some reason would not allow this information be presented they weren't even allowed to say child they weren't allowed to say, um, well, definitely not her age, but they had to dance around that. So they said instead, your daughter, your disabled daughter, things like that. So but stupid. to skirt around the fact. But everything hinged on her age because the issue was the neglect. The neglect is because she was a minor. Not only a minor. I mean, this girl was. And disabled. Elementary. Yeah. Well, disabled, they know. They can't argue that. True. But it's but yeah, she was an uh, elementary school student yeah. left to fend for herself. Six years old. Yeah, I think come at on. the time, the first time they dropped her off, she was just turning eight or nine, something something like that. But yeah. nonetheless, I mean, uh, something it, something is wrong with our justice system. Exactly, it is broken. It is broken. Exactly. If it cannot, that's what the justice system is there for. It's for the people who cannot. Um, get justice for themselves. Yes. You know, it, yeah. I mean, th- this is a child who cannot mm-hmm. speak for herself. She cannot fend for herself. Right. And the age thing was so important that Detective um, Davenport, I think it was, uh, but one of the detectives, they literally went to new, uh, Ukraine. Yes. And this is when the war is starting to bubble up and all of that. They go there. Because it's so important to find out if, you know, this was her real mother, biological mother. How old is she? What, what yeah. What's all the facts? And they, they proved it. Proved it. Scientifically with DNA tests. Absolutely. So it's not like birth the... Matched it all up. Well, and it's not and, like even the birth certificate, okay, that can be fudged. But DNA? Right. You can't fudge that. You cannot. This is this woman's daughter mm-hmm. from Ukraine, and her she was not 10 years old when she gave birth. Right. And they had this information... And I I still, I know I keep saying it, but the judge just wouldn't allow it. I feel bad for every juror who was forced by the court Mm -hmm. to find Michael Barnett not guilty of four felony counts Mm -hmm. of child neglect. I feel bad for those jurors. Yes. Because those people are like us. Yes. Just normal people. 
everyday moms, you know, dad, maybe dads, I don't know. But there's just everyday people looking at it going, what? I know. What's and, wrong with you? And, you know, there was that one part where, um, so they're showing a Zoom call between, because this is during the pandemic too. And they show Christine's defense lawyer, um, he is arguing that Natalia is an adult. Now he knows that the she had been aged up, you know, but yeah. in his viewpoint, it's legal. She's legally an adult. But the doctor oh, yeah. who's being interviewed says her growth plates were open. And then he says, so the, the doctor says, so I guess you're not interested in the truth. And then the defense lawyer gets all defensive mad. again, gets defensive. defensive. <laughs> this is the second time because yeah. the other time he was all mad about, um, Oh, what was it? He well, first of all, that's when he's interviewing with Kenya and oh, and he called her, her ma'am. ma'am, and she said, "Well, you're, you know, something about his character, about yeah. truth as well." And the doctor says, "So you're not interested in the truth?" And then this, as we just said, this defense lawyer gets defensive and oh, d- don't accuse me of that. And I'm, the truth is, she's an adult, and the no. doctor is, the doctor. It looks like he just puts his hand over the the um, camera and it's like I'm done right because what's he supposed to do it's like somebody trying to tell you yeah uh you know the sky is blue or, or it's you know I'm it's weird it's absolutely weird I mean it's biological science that was what can't, the doctor it cannot was be saying. refuted it can't be refuted That's it. and then the lawyer says well I'm in, he literally says I'm insulted you just insulted me <laughs> when, oh, okay. when he said that you're not interested in the truth but um that's How can what, you? That's what I mean by people who are normal like us. Because like that, <laughs> that defense attorney, smart guy, went through law school, passed the bar, working in a successful law practice, whatever. Mm-hmm. He's nuts. He's not. He's has he's, to be. He's insane. He has to be <laughs> because. Uh, but the, right, and then even the um, the lawyer on the other side, the lawyer for the state, was saying, "Well, this is." Man, she said to the lady, mm-hmm. um, whatever her name was, this is what, the position he has to take. This is his job. Yeah, that was in he the other He even interview. got defensive about that. Yeah. He's like, no. Come on. Oh, he's just an arrogant, mm, you know what? Uh, That's what he is. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Lord, forgive me. Oh, I know. <laughs> okay, I... let's move on before I say something. <laughs> Gotta well, bleep out. Yeah. Go so ahead. here we are. The jury doesn't know anything about her being six, seven, eight, nine years old when all of this is going down and they so they don't know the full story so now finally at the end natalia is on the stand and the lawyer asks her well how old are you and she stammers she's like well i i because uh, she didn't know if she should say 22 which is what they were making her say yeah or what she really is right so the jury sees it as well that girl's a little liar she doesn't even know how old she is. Yeah. Well, they don't know the full story. And in the end, that's how Michael That's how he wins. But guess what? The other thing that I think, I, I the, the court, okay, the court itself, they re-aged her. Indiana, whatever, mm-hmm. law system. Mm-hmm. They re-aged her plus 14 years. So they added 14 years to her age. And so- they based it on one doctor right it was actually michael's uh general physician or whatever that they had they were friends with okay whatever law says that you cannot go back 
and change that unless there's new evidence introduced. Right. Okay? Which there was. There's plenty Mm -hmm. of new evidence. This is maddening to me. It is. But I, I kind of wonder if the court the the judge was like oh we better cover our butts here as a legal system because we don't want to go opening up that pandora's box of undoing what the other court already oh, so, did so they don't look bad yeah but guess what you look bad yeah you look bad bad you know it takes one documentary <laughs> honestly Seriously. you better think about that yeah. what's worse you know, unco- you know, having to right exhume basically some stuff you tried to bury, or having make it right, or, or right, or having someone else expose it. Yeah, because it's gonna. They it's gonna they happen. didn't know they were gonna be on the Life Happens Laugh Anyway podcast <laughs> with Cat and Tracy. They didn't know that. <laughs> right. Think oh my twice gosh. when he makes another decision. Yeah. No kidding. Hmm. No kidding. All right. It's just it's it's crazy. And then we learn that in the end, not even Christine is um held accountable because charges they dropped. decided to drop the charges because they felt there wasn't enough evidence yeah. against her. But this documentary, the people that are interviewing Jacob is the son. Mm-hmm. He he's the oldest son and he grew up in this mess and uh, he has his, I, I don't know if we said this in the previous one either, but he has a mic on. And when he decides, okay, I'm done with this part of this interview, he goes up to talk to his dad and he didn't realize the mic is still on. And they talk about how she had been pushed down the stairs or kicked down the stairs. That can't be used as evidence, you know? I, well, I, they and, talk about it in a way that they were going to cover it up because Jacob says, I, I was sure that we weren't going to talk about that and michael was like yeah we weren't going to talk about it yes. and we're not going to talk about it mm-hmm. or whatever and you can't even get prosecuted anyway because you're a minor you can't be subpoenaed because jacob's like i don't want to be subpoenaed and and it's all this back and forth nonsense yeah. between the two of them but they're admitting that she had been kicked down the stairs and in their presence or they did it or whatever exactly and my, uh jacob also says very reluctantly, he says, well, also, Natalia had an issue with um, going to the bathroom in places she shouldn't. Okay, so to correct that, Christine says to Jacob when he was a child, I want you to pee on her bed, and that, that'll teach her a lesson. So he's got that on record as well like that's abuse there's something wrong with these people Well, i don't understand why that's not used like what is the story not true is it and not only that children are put on the um all the panel or whatever all the time as witnesses obviously they they're i'm without words (laughs) i'm without words of how to describe this family yeah they talk a lot about like uh things that come out of the human body like they talked about how uh christine and michael allegedly said that natalia ate her menses Mm. she ate it oh did you you didn't catch that i did now that you're saying that yes i just didn't buy it at all okay is what's so stupid yeah. about them mm-hmm. they claimed that the reason they knew she was an adult is because she had her period yeah that's she what didn't. they claimed mm-hmm. and then they claimed that she was hiding it by eating it they, yes they oh. oh and i'm like if you're gonna oh. lie right you right. don't you don't need to add that 
to it. Right. You could just say she hid it from us. Mm-hmm. But it's it doesn't make sense that somebody would eat their own menses. Yeah. And there's no evidence. There's no way. I know. I know. And like not even a, a child would do that. They anyway. No, that's that, even, that's, that's so why beyond. I forgot about it. it was so ridiculous. <laughs> so beyond like common sense. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Sorry. So so this fact that okay, um, this child, this uh, Natalia, she had this issue with urinating. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe she did it in her sleep. I don't know. Whatever. And so Christine comes back with, well, we're going to show you, and we're going to urinate all over your stuff. Yeah. Here, Jacob, come mm-hmm. over here and whiz all over her stuff. Did She's you, ill. Did you also catch that? Uh, so her punishment, Natalia's punishment, was to stand against the wall, which, by the way, that brought back <laughs> big memories for me. I was always, yeah, definitely. Anytime I was in trouble, I had to stand and look at the wall oh, or yeah. the register yeah. or whatever. And mm. But anyway, she had been there for so many hours and um, yeah. according to Michael, it was like two in the morning and she defecated standing there because yeah. she wasn't allowed to move. Yeah. And they show it. They show uh, the video. I, why they videoed that is so stupid. But anyway, they did. And you can see it. Yeah, it's and sad. It, absolutely. That's abuse. I don't Absolute understand how abuse. they can say they don't have enough evidence. I don't either. But hopefully something will work out. I don't mm-hmm. know. I mean, I could see where it could be argued. Well, you don't know how long... Um, she stood there. That's well. I think it would be tam- time stamped. Well, and I don't know. Now that this case is done, the mm-hmm. court case is done, the criminal case is done, the charges were dropped on Christine, and uh, Michael overcame his charges. He was acquitted, so he he, he cannot be charged again for that particular crime. Mm-hmm. And he's proud of that. He talked about double jeopardy. He's like, I can't. Yeah. Yeah. yeah." He goes, I, you know, double jeopardy. I can. But they're coming after your mama. He says right away. He's to Jacob. Well, mommy. Yes. He called her mommy. It made me sick. Okay. But here's the thing that maybe Michael didn't understand. Yeah. Guess what? There's something called civil court. Mm -hmm. I mean, OJ Simpson back in the 90s was acquitted. That's when I first heard of like civil. What? Yeah. But he ended up big time in trouble so you know maybe justice is delayed but hopefully it'll be not denied exactly yeah that's actually brought up in the documentary yeah martin luther i think it's martin luther yeah i think it is quote so now um i think that's how the first season ends and Mm. then we we get a little touch of or a little bit of info on the man's who kind of step in to Natalia's life and see that she's neglected, and they take her in. They have her for 10 years. They seem to care for her. She gets along with the other little children. Mm-hmm. Um, Antoine Mann is a bishop. Um, you could tell, or at least I thought, Christians. I don't know too much because you saw more than I did. My platform that I used to watch the show, I couldn't watch the last two episodes. It would make me pay like for something I don't want. But anyway, yeah. So yeah. I, I, you'll have to go into that. All I know is that it looked like they loved her. She loved them. I don't know. I they don't took know her in. The An- Antoine Manns and his wife, Cynthia Manns, they had their own children and then they had a bunch of foster children. Yeah. So they, they were all about the children, they claimed. And mm-hmm. according to Cynthia, that's all she loved was being a mom. Mm-hmm. And they showed pictures or videos of her doing a ton of laundry. Yeah. That brought back my PTSD yeah. from my <laughs> days of having five kids under my roof. 
uh, and so they look like this great couple. Like, okay, they had compassion on this girl, and they're going to help her out. Yeah. And she looked happy, and they looked happy. And I just felt the prayers that I did hear were so genuine. And I loved that they prayed for this girl, and they prayed before this meeting and that meeting. And um, Well, let's just say sometimes things can look one way and be another. Uh, we all know that. Yeah, we do. So anyway, you get to the end of this Natalia Speaks series Mm -hmm. and she's telling her side of the story which is all i was a child i was abused i was neglected i just did what i was told Mm -hmm. Um, and this isn't true and that isn't true yeah and this went this way and that went that way because like they accused her of the thing with the fence trying to electrocute christine right at the farm they accused her of trying to poison christine with pledge (laughs) and even endanger the boys by throwing like their little matchbox car out into the (laughs) street so that they would go fetch it right things like that all that, Natalia gives her side of the story. And then she ends up with this family in Lafayette, the, the man's family. And they're, she becomes a part of their family unofficially. Like, they're fostering right. her. Yeah. So they're receiving her Social Security check. Mm-hmm. Okay. So there's that. And um, eventually, at the very, very end of the docuseries of Natalia Speaks, they do adopt her. And they show video of them going into the court. And you just feel good as a viewer. You feel like finally this girl's getting her family. These people care about her. Mm -hmm. They love her. And it's going to have a happy ending, right? That's what I thought. Wrong. They even, the man's family, the the, uh, mother and dad, they had on t-shirts that said adoption day or something like that. Adoptive dad, blah, blah, blah. And they looked all happy-go-lucky, and they get into the court, and they do the adoption. And Natalia says, Daddy, you know, like to Antoine or whatever. Mm -hmm. Then they drop a bomb. And this is the way that the series ends. The producers say, and but guess what? After um, six months after this adoption process, Mm -hmm. okay, and two weeks before the end of this docuseries, Okay. So they didn't have, they probably didn't have time to go and interview and talk to people and all of that. Okay. But six months had passed after they had officially adopted her. Now they are officially her mom and her dad. And prior to the six months, they had her for 10 years. Enough time to know her. Right. Okay. And all that time, I mean, I don't know when the money started coming in from the government, but she was, they were receiving her Social Security checks Mm -hmm. because she is obviously disabled Mm -hmm. and she will continue to get support because she's got to live. Okay, so they were getting that. Well, two weeks before the last episode of this um, docuseries, the mans called the producers and claimed that Natalia is crazy. She's nuts. She's evil. She's uh, against our whole family, and she has thrown us all under the bus. And, and they, they have this on recording, that these people made this phone call to the producers. Oh, my gosh. And they don't say more than that. And you're, that's exactly the – I'm looking at Catherine, and her jaw I, I is am, in her I'm lap. Because I, I didn't know – I knew that you said, you know, something crazy for the end, but I, this is the first I'm hearing that. Yeah. I'm shocked. And – She's no longer living with them. She's living with a friend. So now I they don't name who she's living with, who she's staying with. And by now, she actually is 22. You know, they do believe that her actual age now is 22. Well, yeah. And and so she doesn't have to stay with the mans. Mm-hmm. You know, she, she can go elsewhere. Mm-hmm. So who knows what happened? Well, then some legal information pops up about Antoine Mans, oh, Bishop no. Antoine Mans. So here's the article. 
it says, um, oh, wait, where was it? Not that one, this one. The This is from InTouch.com. Not in, in touch, touch in touch weekly. Okay. Is so, it anything to do with Charles Stanley in touch? Well, he uh-huh. has a different thing, but this is oh. more like a okay. like a entertainment tonight oh. type of a thing, I think. Okay. But it just says here's a um, headline. Natalia Grace Mann's estranged adoptive father, Antoine Mann's arrested <gasps> for conversion in Indiana. Conversion. Was okay, that? I'm getting to that. So this this was just um per, uh published january 17th of 2024 oh so this is a few days ago well what's today today's the 19th okay so so two two days days ago ago. okay hear me out this is so weird this case has so many twists and turns natalia grace manns estranged adoptive father antoine manns was arrested for conversion in 2013 in indiana in touch can exclusively confirm. Antoine, who became Natalia's guardian in 2013, along with his wife, Cynthia Manns, was arrested that year for knowingly or intentionally uh, um, exerting unauthorized control over, and then it says mouse traps, exerting unauthorized control over mouse traps taken from a payless store in Tippecanoe County, Indiana. On or around November 30th, 2013, according to court documents obtained by InTouch, conversion separate from offense of theft in the state of Indiana applies to situations where the charged person person had the intention of returning the stolen property. I do not know. And I've tried to find out. What are they talking about? Mousetraps from a payless store? If you're going to print something like that, at least expound on that because the reader is left to be like, is this right? What is this? Well, let me finish. The pastor pleaded no contest and completed a diversion, which included paying a fee of $325 within 60 days of filing the agreement, maintaining good and lawful behavior, avoiding consumption of alcohol and controlled substances, and submitting to and paying for random alcohol and drug screens. He was required to appear in court on June 1st, 2015 to show proof of completing all diversion terms and paying the necessary fees. Antoine's file was then closed upon completion of the agreement. Antoine and Cynthia met Natalia, age 22, in 2013. Now, they, they say they she's say 22, 22, but she, she wasn't. wasn't. Okay. Right. In 2013, after the Ukraine native's former adoptive parents, Michael and Christine Barnett, rented her an apartment in Lafayette, Indiana, and left her behind as they moved to Canada with their three biological sons. Michael and Christine adopted Natalia in 2010, believing that she was six years old at the time. However, mature features on her body led... The former spouses <sighs> to suspect that Natalia was an adult using her rare form of dwarfism called spondylosiplum dysplasia cognita, mm-hmm. something yeah, like that, yeah, yeah. to pose as a child and scam them. Oh, they further God. alleged that she made several threats and attempts to kill them. Uh, so they don't really go into this conversion thing, but it sounds like he had a run-in with the law. Okay, back in 2013, he had to get that all straightened out. All I'm saying is I, I really don't know why they're now estranged from each other, the man's and Natalia. Yeah, I'm going to say this. So weird. Being that the, the journalist or whoever put that article together, being that they don't even have that right about Natalia... 
I'm not believing fully the article on the man. Well, they technically do have it right because legally her age was 22 and they do have the the legal they they give like the legal court terms and information. Okay. So I get that, but they didn't insert in there allegedly or aged up legally to 22. They don't mention that she really was younger. Well, that's for us to figure out, Catherine. That's for us to do. That's why but, we're here. Okay. But it bothers me that they didn't put this the whole, whole thing story. bothers. It should bother everybody. This whole thing is a mess. It is a mess. I don't believe anything I read or see. <laughs> I don't. You probably shouldn't. <laughs> um, I'm very disappointed in the mans. I had such, like, fondness for them. Well, and maybe they have some kind of explanation. And, okay, the I did look up what conversion means according yeah. to the law. Mm-hmm. It says uh, what you need to understand about conversion, conversion and why you should care. If someone has ever stolen your stuff and acted like they owned something that was really yours, you already understand the term. In this guide, we're breaking down everything you need to know about conversion as it relates to personal injury in real world. In the real world, conversion is when someone takes your property for themselves or acts like something that you own belongs to them. They just like assume. So the mouse traps belong to someone. And and also it said in there that they could intend to return them so maybe he was going to borrow the mousetrap and bring it back like i'm going to take your mousetrap payless shoes i'm going to take it to my house i'm going to catch my mice and then i'm going to bring this mousetrap back to you was it payless shoes or the payless grocery store i thought it said payless shoes but regardless yeah um okay (laughs) i know it's just you can't make it up i i just can't wrap my brain around that I just, okay, here's the thing. Yeah. Even if Natalia is showing signs of, you know, she's crazy or she's doing things that are um, not good, whatever. The girl has been neglected. The girl has been mistreated since she was born. Certainly there has to be, um, I don't know, I'm speechless too. Yeah. I just am. I, I don't know. I, I really do want to know what happened with the mans and her, though. I'm thinking, well, maybe she just wanted to move in with her friend, and they're hurt because they had done all this for her, and so now they're It could be, or maybe she was offered a bunch of money for doing this docuseries, and they didn't get enough of it. Yeah. Or they didn't get any of it. Yeah. I mean, money or, will make sane people crazy. You know, I, money will make people yeah. do weird things. Yeah. All we're left to do is speculate, but guess what? I'll bet you that the people that put the docuseries together are going to come up with part three. I hope so. The mans. I hope so. I mean, I've, <laughs> and I've they're got probably an inquiring gonna, mind, Tracy. They're probably going <laughs> to pay them some money. Man. Oh, my head wow. hurts. Well, wow. friends, we hope that you enjoyed this episode. Yeah. It was fun for us. Let's get to our... Can we talk about scripture? Can we bring the Bible let's just into do, it? Yeah, let's... Are we, do we have a new scripture? Well, we have the same one, but okay. maybe somebody's listening to part two, but they didn't listen to part one. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it doesn't hurt <laughs> to go over scripture twice. Absolutely, it does not. Okay, it was not Matthew. Matthew chapter 25. It's where Jesus is talking about the sheep and the goats. Mm, <laughs> okay. And it's verse 40. And uh, he's given us, you know, this little speech. And he says, whatever you did for one of 
the least of these brothers and sisters of mine you did for me. Mm -hmm. And the point, the moral of the story is treat people like they are your savior himself. Treat. Let's try to treat people like they are special, like they're precious, yeah. like they're created in God's image and they're our brothers and sisters, you know, like, could we just be nice? just be nice could we just do it and how about normal now i'm sorry if i if i got a little bit passionate there about how upset it is very upsetting for me to see some people taking advantage of especially um others who are in a weaker state we should absolutely be upset about that appalled yes um so i i mean i do have compassion on uh, i try to have compassion on all people right Mm -hmm. because let them figure it out but this whole story really got me mad Oh, me too. Absolutely. Uh, I'm mad at that judge. I know. The one who's trying to cover CYA, and then he ended up in the series. Oh, well. You know what we didn't talk about at all? What? The other dwarf, um, the rock and roller guy. Oh, my God. Oh, you have to watch the series. Please watch the docuseries. And he says, I'm a ladies' man. And not, I mean, I'm just saying. But he said, I had to pay for some of it. But... (laughs) I'm what sorry. he says about Christine. I'm sorry. You have to watch it just for that. What was his name? His name was... Um, was it Eddie something? It, uh, Freddie Gill. Freddie. Freddie Gill. Freddie Gill. And then when the producers <laughs> show Michael the interview, Michael goes, uh, there's nothing else that could what, could... what could be worse? And then they show him the video of something Christine um, said to Freddie Gill, a, an accusation, and then Michael loses it. I tried. I tried. I tried. Yeah, and there's a lot to this so story, it had, friends. It had to be bad. And this it was. guy, this guy Freddie, he's he's kind of funny. Oh, well, I totally like him. And yeah. I couldn't help but look at the background, like where. Hello, <laughs> yeah. hello. Well, I was like, who does he have anything good? It was a junk. His house was a junk shop, and okay. so was his yard. But he has like I'm looking at a picture now of his like apartment or wherever he's being filmed at. Mm-hmm. There are shoes on top of the counter i know there's boots on top of the shoes i mean maybe it's so that he can reach them all i don't know anyway guys you just have to watch i think he'd be able to reach them better when they're at the floor because he's so short yeah but he sits up in his chair and these shoes are kind of at the level of his chair i don't know but he he kind of um, seemed like a straight shooter in a way. Oh, yeah. Like, he was not yeah. ashamed of anything, and no, he would just and tell it. He's like, and then he's going through his texts with him and Christine. He's like, oh, here's where she says, I do bleep. <laughs> We're not going to say what he says. But they do say on the documentary, and, uh, yeah, this is where I'm, I tell her about my size. Uh, <laughs> <Stop>. <laughs> oh, yeah, please, stop. Anyway. We totally didn't talk about that. We well, did. now we did. Now we did. Yeah, we sure did. Okay. Okay. Uh, we, <laughs> let's go to our call to action. We said this on the last episode as mm. well. If you see something, say oh. something. Yes. Uh, with that call to action, we were trying to imagine, what if we had been one of the bystanders, like one of the people in the neighborhood? Yeah. I think when your brain sees something that is out of place, like there's this can't be a child. Yeah. Because a child can't take care of themselves mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. so it's hard to get your brain to come into like what your eyeballs are seeing exactly it makes me think about that show that i think it was abc that did and it's it was called what would you do yes and they would have these yes. fake scenarios where these actors are in place and they do this crazy like say a child left alone in the car with the windows up or, or whatever right and it is what would you do and they film all these different people 
and how they react and would they seek help would, would they, they step, step in? in and that's yeah and it it was it is interesting because there are it's a very fine line like well i don't know if i should step in and is that am i going to get harmed in this case or are you or, just not seeing it right right you know like mm-hmm. you don't want to get somebody in trouble if they're not doing anything wrong mm-hmm. but i have to say uh, maybe err on the side of caution you know, Catherine and I have both called the cops mm-hmm. on one particular incident over what we thought was domestic abuse, and it was domestic abuse. Yeah. You witnessed at one point, and then yep. I one time witnessed at um, another time. Yeah. And, and you know what? You just sometimes you just have to let the police go do what they're trained to do, which is investigate. Mm-hmm. And if there is domestic violence, hopefully they're going to get help. Mm-hmm. And if there's not, then it was a false alarm. But. Yeah. If you don't report things, if you hear um, screaming and yelling and children involved, that's that's what I witnessed. I, I heard say, it from my home. My doors closed and my windows shut. So that's how loud it was. Yep. And I had to call the cops. Same. And I was like, I can't let this go. I saw the man drag the woman by her hair on the ground. Like yeah. I literally Not saw that. And screaming. It was terrible. Yeah. But yes, when children are involved, it's... They don't have someone to, you know, stand up for them or advocate for them, and they're helpless. Yeah. So. Oh, that was a lot. And by the way. Yeah. There's a lot of talk about how Natalia looked like an adult. There's witnesses that she looked like. No, she did not. She looked like a child. Yeah. Especially when she had missing teeth. And then the the grown-up teeth were coming in behind them. She had an immature face. I mean, everything about her looked like a child. Mm -hmm. So, Including the fact that she would play with, like, little kids in the neighborhood, like a kid. (laughs) (laughs) And I get it. They said, but when she was with an adult, she could speak, well, hello, look at her life. Yeah. And there are kids that can do that. So, whatever. Okay. We're finally done. (sighs) Okay. Well, thank you for listening. You've been listening to the Life Happens Laugh Anyway podcast. I'm still comedian Tracy DeGraff. I'm still Catherine. See you next time. Goodbye.